Welcome to episode 40 of Voice in Education. My name is Julie Daniel Davis, and lately I've been asked a lot of times about what it means to be an Echo Dot Kids Edition. Many people don't even know this device exists, and more specifically, why I feel like it is the device that should be used in classrooms and what makes me feel comfortable with using those in those classrooms. One of the things that's important for me to look at as an instructional technologist is making sure that we as a school are looking at the governing laws associated with student privacy. And I have to look through those lenses when I'm looking for websites, when I'm looking for new software, um, anything that I'm asking our students to sign up for, I wanna make sure that they're compliant with these laws. Uh, voice is the same. And so there are three governing laws that educators need to look at in terms of student privacy. And I just wanted to kind of explain each of those laws to the best of my ability, which would be very, very small, and then kind of go into why I feel like that the Kids Edition Echo Dot meets those needs. The first law that um, I think is very important when looking at this is FERPA, the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. And with FERPA, um, educational institutions have to uh, make sure that the information that they are requiring and collecting on students, um, they're not giving it to other third parties that are, are using it for commercial use. So one of those things is there are three different areas that it looks at, educational information, personal identifiable information, and directory information. and as a parent, you may have had the opportunity to opt in or out on your child being part of a directory at your school. That's part of FERPA, making sure that if you don't want to share that information, um, you don't have to. And that educational info, it's just making sure we're we're protecting what we're what we're saying out there is protecting our students information in a way that keeps them private and safe and not identifiable based on the information given. So um, one of the ways that I feel like I strive to be FERPA compliant with voice is making sure that we're deleting the recordings on a regular basis, which that's become easier and easier with Amazon Alexa because they've put some easy ways to do that just by voice, by deleting. I also make sure that our students aren't using their real name, um, not sharing information about their, you know, this is my favorite thing or, or whatever. So that's the way that I feel like we are being FERPA compliant uh, with these devices is making sure that we're deleting information on a regular basis and most recently at the Amazon launch, they announced how you can just ask Alexa, what was the last thing you heard? I think they're doing their part in making sure people feel like their privacy is intact. And so I can even ask a a question, Alexa, um, what's the weather today? And as soon as she answered, I can say, delete that recording. So that's a, a one of the reasons I think it's important um, to make sure you're using the right uh, choices with the Alexa in terms of you on your side, making sure you're putting safeguards as well. The other one is SIPA, 
Children's Internet Protection Act, and this is about content filtering. Uh, every school district ha is supposed to have information filtered through websites, uh, a filtering system put in place, and that includes a voice. And for me, of course, our devices are on our filtered system, but I believe using a Kids Edition Echo Dot um, filters that information even more because it's using free time with it, which automatically makes sure that, um, or strives to make sure that it's kid-friendly conversations. And I've used this example multiple times, but if I ask a regular Echo Dot what a sexual position is, it's going to give me a you know, clinical explanation of what that is. If I ask a kid's edition Echo Dot what that is, it will tell me, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that, or you'll have to ask an adult about that. So that extra filtering with the kid's edition is a reason I, I really like it. And finally, COPPA, and it is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and one that I think educators truly worry about making sure that they are using websites and using um, voice in a way that is COPPA compliant. And this gets harder and harder for educa educators to do because um, looking for the fact, is this website COPPA compliant? Is everybody at my school using websites or apps or whatever that is COPPA compliant becomes a really just a big struggle all the time making sure that that is the case. Um, what COPPA is looking into is what information is collected for children under the age of 13. The great thing about COPPA also is that educational institutions can act on the behalf of parents. And the goal is that the information that is collected um, is not being used for commercial use. Um, that being said, um, it's really hard maybe for some institutions, and I see this often in some groups that I'm in to understand, is this actually COPPA compliant or are they striving to be COPPA compliant, which is very different. Most of the time when COPPA comes into question, it is not about um, a nonprofit's use of it. In other words, schools, it's more um, directed directly at the companies who claim to be COPPA compliant and then who um, end up not being. YouTube recently got into some big trouble with this, for instance. So we as educators have to look at this closely. The reason I bring these up is on October 24th, um, Amazon Alexa announced that their kids' skills now can have premium experiences, which means that within a kid's skill, a kid's playing along, they could possibly be asked if they would like um, to have that premium option, which could be a one-time purchase or a subscription. Um, to me, that's commercialization. The way they get around that is that it takes parent approval either by a text or by going to the website to okay that. So the student, or I'm sorry, the the child can't just buy it by themselves. They have to have the okay from the parent. What concerns me about this is 
I, I wouldn't want to see this on an educational setting because I think it takes away from the moment of what you're trying to do with that skill. I would rather the parents up front, the teacher up front have that ability to do that, but I don't want it to be put into the heads of a child that, oh, I have an option for more. That, se that seems like direct targeting to me and makes me a little sad that that's where they've chosen to go. That being said, I understand that because all these um, skill makers are trying to figure out how do we make money on this. But just another reason why I'd love to see an educational um, platform so that all those decisions could be made by the parent ahead of time instead of be it being directly um, targeting children in the midst of learning um, or however they're using it. Um, to make that next level decision. Same thing happens when a student's in Fortnite and they can level up, they can buy extra things, that type of thing. Those are being directly associated with students as well. Um, this is Julie Daniel Davis. And those are just my thoughts on why I think it's important for us to strive to choose to be um, compliant with student privacy and why I think this is the best thing to try to use is the Echo Dot Kids edition. Signing off.